Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast show. This is your host, your toxic-free lifestyle advisor and mindset coach, KB. On the Just Being Honest podcast show, we are dedicated to educate the public about how to live a purely toxic-free lifestyle. By eliminating and dramatically reducing the use of many products and lifestyle threats that contain these harmful ingredients that often bombard our life in a mysterious manner, we too can all as a collective whole become healthier and mentally wealthier. So join me on the ride. We're getting deep. You know, I love all my guests that come on to the show for good reason. They come on, they share a story, they really open our eyes a little bit further. So guys, our next guests on today are the hosts, the founders of the company Courageous Wellness. We've got Allie and Erica on the show today. You're going to want to listen to every single second of this show. Um, We really dive into like really deep content about kind of root causes to things like where we stemmed from because you know I'm like really into that right now. I mean I think I've always been but you're going to want to hear their stories. They're miraculous. You look at people sometimes as they are today and sometimes you cannot even guess what they have been through. So what an amazing story. A couple of stories we have for you today. You're going to want to check these ladies out further over at courageouswellness.net and also follow them on Instagram. All of their information will be repeated at the end of the show. And I have a little question for you. Would you please help support and grow our show organically? If the answer is yes, which I hope it is, head on over, do me a favor, head on over to Apple iTunes and send in a five-star rating, a review, and a comment because the algorithm gods still exist out there and they want to see that you're listening to the show, that you're loving what you're hearing, and that you want us to speak a little bit louder, a little bit clearer from here on out, further and further down the line. I 100% love what I do, and I want to continue giving you free content down the road. So thank you so much, guys, and I will see you at the end of the show. Enjoy. I hope you're all well. I feel like no matter what the season is, there's always a virus, a cold, a flu, a sniffle, maybe some sinus congestion floating about. So I've really done the research to find out what products, what remedies are going to work not only the best for me, going to help the environment, um, but then also are really help for my whole microbiome as a whole. So I have found it. I am currently using and loving Wish Garden Herbs. So if you're looking for ancient remedies for the modern world, well, here you have it. This is a woman-owned and family-run company since 1979. Just a little bit about the company. Wish Garden Herbs is the fastest fastest growing liquid herbal extract brand in the U.S. They specialize in formulating radically effective herbal tinctures made from organic, sustainably sourced plants. Oh yeah, baby. So Wish Garden is from Boulder, Colorado, and you know I love a Midwestern brand. It is a facility that they personally make each herbal formula's 
the old-fashioned way by extracting whole herbs with water and alcohol. So Wish Garden offers over 100 all-natural herbal formulas across from, you know, adults, kids, pregnancy needs, all the things. So you know you will be in good hands. And among their best-selling proprietary blends are the Kick-Ass Immune Activator, the Kick-Ass Allergy, the After Ease, the Happy Ducks, the Serious Cough, the Deep Stress, and the Deep Lung, which baby, you better believe during quarantine and COVID time, I utilized the Deep Lung just as a preventative medicine. So their symptom soothing formulas offer in the moment results targeting such conditions such as immunity, allergy, sleep, stress, brain, respiratory, digestion, lactation, postpartum needs, and so much more. Wish Garden is the 15th best-selling supplement brand overall according to Spins, which is a reporting service covering natural products and the retailers like Whole Foods, Sprouts, Natural Grocers, Earth Fair, Fresh Time, and so many others. So, their allergy and al- immune products are ranked sis- sixth, but I know that they will be number one in your medicine cabinets. So, pick up some Wish Garden Herbs today. Head on over to wishgardenherbs.com. Use my exclusive code. Honest KB to get 20% off orders of $25 or more. Guys, that offer is not out anywhere else. So you want to go type in Honest KB to get 20% off orders of $25 or more. So set up your medicine cabinet for good. And trust me, your immunities will thank you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Just Being Honest podcast show. This is your host, your toxic-free lifestyle advisor and your mindset coach, KB. Hi. How you doing? Um, Just before I pushed play, we were just talking about how, you know, it's so funny, like things can be so chaotic and then amongst chaos, like you can just like push play, right? And this could be applied to anything in life and you just have to have that like peace that just washes over you. So I hope kind of that is brought on to our interview today. Guys, we have a really good treat for you. I've got a little girl squad on and um, we're going to be talking about just that kind of like taking your courage out into the world, right? Taking your vulnerability and just kind of like blooming and blossoming from that. Um, I have two great guests on today the founders, the creators of Courageous Wellness. I'm not going to like give an intro because they can better describe who they are um, in full force, but I think you guys are really, really going to want to hear every single second of this. Um, So let's just jump on in. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So I have Allie and Erica here. So this is going to be so fun because, of course, guys, we are not in person, unfortunately, but we are looking straight at each other. So it's like we're hanging out. This is what the virtual world. So I'm sure you guys have done this so often. So let's just hit it off. And I just want to ask you guys, what is your background, like your childhood upbringing? Because I always like to stem from that to where you got today. Yeah. So, um, Obviously, there's two of us. I'm Allie, and 
that's Erica, <laughs> my uh, co-host and and partner, co-founder in Courageous Wellness. I guess I can go first, and then I can hand it over to her. Um, I live in Los Angeles, California, but I grew up in New Jersey and New York City. So I'm an, originally an East Coaster. I've lived in LA for about 13 years, um, but I spent all my years growing up in um, in in New Jersey and New York City uh, all the way through college, lived in Brooklyn after that, and then moved to LA. Um, and I actually have a background in the performing arts. I had been and still occasionally do, but um, was a professional performing artist, uh, mostly theater and live uh, touring and performing all over the world from LA to New York to Tokyo. I lived there for a little while, um, singer and actor and did a lot of musical theater, uh, toured the country as well for for a few years. And um, so that always gave me a connection to my physical being as, um, as, you know, I had to have this connection because I used it in my work, like my body. And, um, so it always gave me an interest in, I would say nutrition. I would go through sort of like different spurts of curiosity about, you know, self-educating about certain things, um, in the way that I could potentially feel my best to fuel myself in a way when, especially when I was doing a difficult contract, but when I was 29, I was diagnosed with a rare um, cancerous tumor on my back. Mm. And um, it was actually after I had met Erica, we met through our Buddhist practice here in LA. I came to the practice. She grew up in it, which I'll let her share about. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a time where I was kind of feeling at my peak. And I got this, you know, diagnosis that really was quite unusual and surprising for kind of where I was in my life and what, you know, how I, how I felt even at the time. Um, so that was a really interesting journey. I went through three surgeries. Fortunately for me, um, that was the treatment that I needed was just three surgeries, but it took me out for a little while and I wasn't able to work and I had to heal. And, you know, when you have staples across your back, um, there's a certain sort of like reflection that's going on in that healing process and dealing with cancer in my twenties. And so, um, that actually spurred my interest in nutrition, believe it or not, in a different way. Cause I started craving things. I had been a vegetarian for four years and I started craving meat in the healing process, red meat specifically. And I was like, what is going on? But I had to start to listen to my body in a different way. And I, I recognized how intelligent my own body was, I think, for the first time in that healing process. So um, again, that sort of like gave me a deeper dive into this interest in how I, what I put in my body. Um, and then from there, I continued performing. I moved to Japan for a year and a half. I did um, some intense contracts over there. And uh, when I came back, I was going through a really transitional time in my life and I reconnected with Erica and we had this idea um, actually for the podcast before we started anything else and before we went back to school for, you know, formal education and nutrition and um, holistic health 
she and I connected over our own health stories that we shared with each other, which I guess gets back to your theme, which is the idea of like courage and vulnerability because we had known each other for a couple of years, but had never shared the intricacies um, and the nuance of these health stories. I didn't even know she had one. So I'll, I can turn it over to her, but that kind of takes us into how we came together and how the baby incarnation of Courageous Wellness was formed. And that was back in 2018. Oh my gosh, like crazy. I mean, like, first of all, what a journey that you have already had at such a young age. And of course, when I think of the age of 29, I think of like the brink of like your Saturn return and like all shit is hitting the fan and here we go, you know, but what a pivotal like transition in turn for the better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously yeah. cancer is not for the you know better, but you got through it. So I want to hear more because obviously Buddhism brought you all together. And mm-hmm. Erica has an yeah. amazing story as well. <laughs> so go for yeah. it. Yeah. It's so funny because we actually started the podcast at the end of my Saturn return. I was 29 at that point. So, and I'm very into astrology. So it's funny you mentioned that. And Speaking of astrology, I grew up in Los Angeles, California. I grew up in Malibu, California, which is a beach community out in Los Angeles. And my parents both started practicing Buddhism in the 80s. My Mm -hmm. uncle actually started practicing Buddhism in the 60s. So I wouldn't say my parents were like hippies, but my parents were very spiritual and open. And my mother has always been into astrology even in the sense of when I left for college, she gave me the big book of birthdays and was like, when you meet people, look up their birthday, you know? Um, But at that point, it was just very much about the sun sign. So I've since learned so much more about astrology, but that's not part of my journey at the beginning. Um, But like I said, I grew up with very spiritually open parents. I grew up in a Buddhist household. We We didn't we practiced in a lay Buddhist organization. We practiced in a lay Buddhist organization. So there were no priests, no temples. It was all about you are the Buddha. And like, we have direct connection to this mystic law and power within all of us. So it was a very empowering way to grow up. And I always connected with it, especially because at a young age, my parents went through a series of difficulties, probably from when I was about like eight, I would say, until I was about 14 is when they came out of it. So a very um, important time in my development. And I saw them use their Buddhist practice to work through that. So I think that's why I always felt a connection to Buddhism. Um, But part of those issues that my parents were dealing with was, um, you know, different issues that led us to having food insecurity. So I was food insecure in this like affluent beach town and I was on free lunch program and, you know, all of the things that go along with that, like dollar menu McDonald's, because you got if you can feed your family for $5, you know, so I understand that reality as well, especially now with my interest in nutrition and eating and nourishing our bodies. I also understand like very real limitations that a lot of people have. Cause like I said, that, that was a big part of, I'd say like 11 to 14 was dollar menu McDonald's free lunch program, et cetera. And so, um, My parents, like I said, fortunately came out of that situation by the time I was 14. However, patterns and habits had been established. And even though I have this incredible Buddhist background and this really spiritual upbringing, it's like we're all in 
a friend of the podcast, Kelsey Abbott. She's a human design expert. I think she calls it earth school. Mm -hmm. So like we're all in earth school and we all incarnate or come here with karma or struggles. Like everyone has a struggle. And a lot of mine really manifested in self-worth and um, self-worth. And so for me, it was really like a self-love journey that I really started experiencing and came to kind of a head in my early 20s. And I was working similar to Ali. I have a background in entertainment. I was working on uh, television shows and I was working behind the scenes in production, um, doing commercials and all of that. And, you know, I really started blaming my body for things that weren't working in my life. Like, oh, well, you'd be further along in your career if your body was different or you would have partnership and romantic partnership if your body was different. And I I had always carried a little bit of extra weight, um, I think especially because of that time, right? Like I said, we were food insecure. Free lunch program at school is a whole different conversation. I mean, we know like ketchup is qualified as a vegetable in public schools and um, that's a different conversation, like I said. But so I always carried extra weight from that time and um, comfort food became fast food and all of that. So again, blaming my body for wasn't work, what wasn't working in my life. And I had this very transformational experience when I was about 22 years old. And it was a friend, an older friend in my Buddhist practice, not even a friend, just someone I practiced Buddhism with who had so much compassion for my life, who I called one day after going on a terrible date. And I was just talking to her and being like, he would have called me if I looked different. Like, that's how I felt. If I was thinner, if I was in a different body, he would have called me back. And she stopped me. And she was like, wow, Erica, you do not value your life at all. Like you don't value your life at all. You don't see that your life and that you as you are, are a treasure. And she said some other things that really impacted me. And we chant in our Buddhist practice. It's a chanting, eyes open, chanting practice, which, you know, also activates your vagus nerve and parasympathetic nervous system and all that good stuff. Definitely science there. But we chant. And I went home that day and I wrote on a hot pink sticky note (laughs) and I put it on my Buddhist altar and I wrote, you are a treasure. You are a treasure. And I just started chanting that way for not very long, like only a few months and my entire life began to change. And in my largest body, at my largest weight, I met the most incredible man who is now my husband. We've been together for 10 years. He's been my husband for seven years and he's just the best good, good man. Met him in my largest body. Um, My career in entertainment and on these TV shows really started accelerating and taking off. I was working in national commercials, I got, I was working on two TV shows on a studio lot and everything just was really taking off in my largest body. And then I just naturally started working out, moving, nothing was conscious. And I, I do have a weight loss journey. I lost 50 pounds, but it was really, it wasn't intentional and it wasn't about the weight. And I'm definitely a a believer now that if you eat and fuel your body in a nourishing way to you, if you have weight to gain, you might gain weight. If you're at a good weight, you'll probably maintain the same. And if you have weight to lose, you might shed some weight. And I think for me, 
that's what happened. And um, yeah, so that's a little bit about my story and my background. And like Ali said, she met me after I lost the majority of my weight. So she had no idea about the intricacies that I had dealt with with that and um, about my food insecurity and just a lot of that because I never talked about it. Who talks about these things? And as Ali shared, that really led. I was also going through a really transitional time. It was my Saturn return. And Ali and I reconnected and we had these journeys. We realized the power and the vulnerability in storytelling and we started a podcast and then ultimately went back to school and became health coaches and started our company. So that's kind of us. That's kind of us. I mean, you guys are amazing. And I mean, so many things came to my head when you guys were both talking, but you know, Erica, you mentioned a couple of things I just kind of want to, you know, tap into and, you know, which I think many women, even men, my first business was image consulting. So that psychological side, huge. I mean, I've been in dressing rooms with men talking about their thighs. You're like, what, you too? You know, but at the cell's core, you know, no matter what size we are, we are still the same person. And when you were talking about weight gain and weight loss, I think it's really important to know that what we are actually feeding our minds, you know, verbally, you know, not even vocally out loud, but what we're feeding our minds that is what is going to stick to us, right? So if you're saying I'm fat, then that stress is going to stick to you, right? But when you believe in yourself and you love yourself and baby, you better believe it. I'm sure we've all been through it. It's not easy, but you know, it's easy when you start to tell yourself the right things. And it's not about vanity in the end. It's really not about vanity, but it's no. about how you feel. You know, and so absolutely. Yeah. And and I think that's what was so interesting. And that's why I was so hesitant. And it's it's sometimes hard because I do have a weight loss journey and a weight loss story. And but but to be honest, I wasn't trying to lose weight. Like I said, I loved myself as I was. All of this incredible things happened in my largest body. And I just started moving my body. Like I found a workout class that I really loved that I went to with some girlfriends and I only went like three days a week. I didn't consciously change what I was eating, you know? So it was like, you're saying it's like, it's so, it's so interesting. And I know weight is so loaded and, um, and again, I think a lot of that too came from like growing up in Los Angeles and living in LA, right? It's like, everyone's an actress or everyone's a musician or everyone's a mod. Like everyone is in this industry that really places such an emphasis on the way we look. And this was 2012. So it was, yeah, like a decade ago. And so there was no body positivity Instagram. There was no body neutrality Instagram. There was still such a focus on the way our bodies were. And I think what's so wonderful is now the conversation has moved away from that. And I think we can see, right, like, like you're saying, the way we talk to ourselves, the way we fuel ourselves, it's so much more than just the way, the way we look and and the number on the scale. Yeah. Because in, you know, full force, like your body, there's the book called the body keeps the score. So it's whatever you're holding within you will manifest and your body. Like I had a great astrologer that was like, listen to your body. Like it will tell you if you need to rest please listen to it, you know, like piercing me in the eyes, you know, or another book I love is when the body says no, 
Like we talk about traumas or toxic energies that come into your life. Like when we talk about toxicity, it's not just about the food and the chemicals that are out there. Certainly those play a huge part. But like, I mean, I want to kind of like jump over to Allie because when you guys got back together, right? And you're combining your Buddhist like love and like the, the connection of that. Buddhism is highly based upon reincarnation, you know? So in a way, when y'all were coming out of your Saturn returns, you know, or just starting a business, reincarnating your voices out there and then starting a community of courageousness, right? Ali, I kind of want to ask you, like on the other side of cancer, opening up courageous wellness with Erica, like yeah. what was kind of like your first and foremost, you're like, we have got to do this. Like, this is, this is my point here. Um, you know, it's interesting looking back on it, you know, with your prompt, I'm looking back on it and it happened in a way that was very organic. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think we knew what, we definitely didn't know what courageous wellness was going to blossom and become and turn into, um, over the last four years. Uh, but what we did know was that we had this spark with each other about this idea and we we had the courage in the moment to do it regardless of it um regardless of us feeling a unqualified like neither one of us had ever produced or or hosted a podcast before um so we didn't really know what we were doing <laughs> we but we had the courage to just do it, to just explore it, to do it before it was like, I was going to say perfect. It's not perfect before it was even good. Like it wasn't good in the beginning. We just did it because we had, we felt that it was what we were. It was like part of our mission in that moment. And we listened to that and it, it was definitely born as like this passion project and, and also as um, an act of service in a way, because we found the value. We saw the value in just sharing our stories with each other. That was the initial spark was like, I tell you my story, you tell me yours. Oh my gosh. Wow. We have a deeper understanding of, you know, each other now. And, um, the power in sharing others' stories as well, in addition to our own, it's like, well, people oftentimes feel like they're kind of alone or isolated in their experiences but they're not. And part of this is all the human experience. And so can we create a platform that really just serves that purpose? That was the, it was very simple in the beginning. That was the idea. That was the sort of initial incarnation of it. And it absolutely evolved and grew over time as did we with it, but it definitely felt like, um, in a way, it felt like giving birth to a, I don't have any biological children yet, but you know, it felt like birthing something creatively in that sense. And um, yeah, there were a lot of definitely like growing pains along the way, but what I loved about what we were able to do in the beginning was that we didn't second guess ourselves too much. We just followed this sort of intuitive calling to do this, to do this project. Um, yeah. So that's sort of the way I look back on it, you know? Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I kind of want to jump into, um, your nutrition practice, right? Mm. So 
it's so interesting because the way someone perceives their lifestyle can be so broad and so different. So when we when we listen to the regular Joe, you know, I always use Joe as an example, but when we listen to that regular person, they're like, oh, I'm eating healthy today. I'm eating healthy today. But I want to know, because me as a stickler, you know, with my clients as well, really diving in deep, like what is your definition when you're coaching others mm-hmm. and when they're saying like, I just want to lose five pounds because obviously we know like that's not really what we're targeting here. I mean, sure, it might be the after effect, but it sounds like we're both very mentally connected, right? Um, what do you kind of like explain to them? Do you kind of like pull back the reins? Because this is everyone's like similar question that comes my way. So I'm interested in what y'all think. Mm. Yeah. Erica, do you want to take this? Yeah, I can I can start us off. And I think, you know, Allie and I are pretty aligned. You know, I think healthy looks different to every single person, right? Um, healthy looks different to every single person. Allie and I do have a basis of what we like to work with clients on. And I think that has a lot to do with like blood sugar balancing and with a focus on gut health. And they kind of go hand in hand. Um Yeah. So we do really like to focus on real whole foods as the majority of our diets. And, um, you know, but we do take into account like what your flavor preferences are, what your cultural preferences are. And we have to meet people where they're at. Right. So I think a lot of barrier to entry for a lot of individuals is they might think, right, like, well, I don't want to like I'm going to go to a nutritionist or I'm going to go to a health coach and they're basically going to tell me everything I have to change about myself and my life. And even though I, I know I want to lower my cholesterol or I want to lose these five pounds or whatever, um, that scares me a little bit. Right. Um, and so to start, I think we have to meet people where they're at and I can use, I mean, this is like a really basic, like standard American diet example, but, um, there was uh, uh, someone I was speaking with recently and their partner is having a series of health issues and they eat a tremendous amount of sugar in the form of soda, right? I think we all know in standard American diets, people, people consume a lot of sugary drinks and it brings them a tremendous amount of joy and they don't want to part with it but they also have these health goals that they want to hit. So it's like, where can we begin there? So it's like, first of all, what can we add to their daily plate and their daily diet to support their health? Again, protein, healthy fats, and fiber are where we're always going to begin with our clients because we want to balance their blood sugar and we want to get that protein, plant-based or animal product, um, healthy fat and fiber in whole food forms. Mm -hmm. And then if you're going to have, if you love a soda every single day, multiple sodas a day. Let's start with that. If someone is having three sodas a day, can we start with one soda a day? And then can we start with four sodas a week? And then, right, like, can we start with reduction as opposed to complete elimination? Because it's about meeting people where they're at, not where we're at, right? Not where we would like to begin. Or can we swap that soda with a kombucha, right? Which, you know, kombucha has sugar in it, but it's totally different and it has probiotics. So meeting people where they're at is really important to us. And then again, like you mentioned, especially for the people who come with specific weight loss goals, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to change your body. There's nothing wrong with that. However, again, we have to get to the root cause of why or else, 
you know, we know everybody who's been on that path of gain five, lose 10, or like lose 10, <laughs> gain 15, right? It's like you, it's this yo-yo that people do their entire lives. And it's like, why do you want to lose five pounds? Like, what is at the root of that? Because again, even back to my story, do you think it's going to make you happier? Because it's not. You're just going to be the exact same person, five pounds less, right? So let's start dealing with, um, you know, more of the emotional relationship with food and body and et cetera. So we do coach people through that as well. And, um, you know, we've also helped people eat more food than they've ever eaten before and, and hit body goals that they are trying to reach because sometimes people aren't where they want to be with their body because they're not eating enough. And we also know when our bodies are in chronic stress, it will hold on to every single last pound because it actually thinks that it's not getting nutrients and it's starving. So, you know, um, we've worked with clients who are eating more than they've ever eaten and hitting their body goals, right? So I think we try to meet people where they're at and we do have a whole food approach to our nutrition coaching, but it isn't one size fits all. We are not dogmatic. We are very food positive and we don't want to take joy away from anybody. And we understand that there are cultural foods that are important to people. And even you know, um, that individual with the soda. For all we know, it's like a lot of people have these ties to food, even if it's not cultural, but it could be from childhood or emotional or even myself. Coca-Cola reminds me of Christmas. So it's like every Christmas I want, um, I'll, I'll have a Coca-Cola in a glass bottle with the polar bear on it, right? So it's it's really meeting people where they're at and understanding it's not one size fits all. We don't have to make unless we're dealing with really serious health issues, drastic changes right off the bat, we can start slow and small and lead to sustained long-term positive health changes. So that's kind of what I think is our philosophy and it's different for every person. But Ali, I'm sure you probably have something to add or want to add to that too. I mean, I think you encompass it fairly well. Um, I, I am... What I find very empowering about starting always with understanding blood sugar balance is that automatically you take away, I'm going to call it like the energy crisis of the day, where oftentimes we make choices that like might not serve us to the, to the best of our, you know, like our health or supporting our health because of what's going on physiologically between the brain and the body from like an energy and an insulin and like a hormone, like on the hormonal level. And once we understand to really, and and like Erica said, you can do this with any sort of like way of eating, right? If someone wants to be plant-based, you can do it purely plant-based, but with understanding with whole foods that we can create combinations to create sustained energy to help, which also balances our hormones, which also keeps us insulin sensitive, which also can prevent long-term chronic illness, but also just like make you not feel like shit at 4 p.m. every day. (laughs) Excuse my French. But like on the most basic level, it's very empowering. Um, And it can also start to help people change their relationship with food naturally. And that's what I get excited about. Cause like, I just want my clients to feel good. I want to feel good. I want them to feel good. So again, I'm, you know, echoing what Erica shared before, but there are ways to support the body with nutrition practices um, that aren't dogmatic 
but that also are incredibly empowering and, and help you feel your best. I agree 100%. Um, like, yeah, I, I have nothing to add to that. I agree with you sisters so much, but I do want to know before we wrap it up, um, a couple of things. Where do you guys hope to see Courageous Wellness go? Because I know you guys have a lot of projects going mm. on. Where do you guys see yourselves going? That's a great question. You know, we do have a lot that we're working on at the moment. I think fundamentally our goals are to empower individuals to advocate for their own health and wellness in many different forms. We really want to empower others. And so we would like to go into different media forms. So like right now we have the podcast and, um, you know, we do our health coaching, but we, we do see ourselves going into different, um, creative mediums outside of the podcast. And those are some of the things we're working on. We also, again, because education is so important to us, we would like to have a focus maybe even on children's health and wellness and education is something that, um, we're starting to work on and develop as well. So yeah, uh, I, I think this, <laughs> does that make yeah. sense? We, we see us growing and, and of course we love the podcast. So we've done 200 episodes and I would do the podcast for the rest of my life. Like I just love telling stories and, um, hearing people's stories. Um, but definitely we are working on other media platforms at the moment, um, for courageous wellness. Yeah. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited <laughs> to see, especially yes. the children's Avenue. I'm so passionate about that. So mm -hmm. Allie, maybe you can tell us like, where can everyone follow more um, about what y'all do are doing, your website, social media, all of the things? Yes, we are on um, Instagram and Facebook. We're at Courageous Wellness. And uh, TikTok. We are now on TikTok oh, too. Thanks daring. to a one, I was going <laughs> to say, thanks to our wonderful, I always give her credit because, you know, I was like, we're a little, we realized we were old enough that we were delaying doing it. So we have a wonderful intern who helps us with our TikTok, uh, Malia. But yes, we are also newly on TikTok. So you can find <laughs> content there. And um, our website is just uh, courageouswellness.net. You can reach out via the website. Um, it's usually the best way. If you, if you want a guaranteed response, please email us because DMs get lost, even though we try to, you know, acknowledge them as well. Um, and you can check out our health coaching services. We oftentimes also do events. So they might be um, philanthropic in nature or um, organizational. Like sometimes we just did one for financial women's group. Um, so if you are also someone who's a part of a community, we're really uh, focused on community wellness as well. And um, if you'd like us to come speak with your community, we, we love doing events um, online or in person. I love it. Oh my God, I would love doing that. So guys, guys, I know that you have friends and family members that actually would love this episode. So please email it, shoot it out there into the cyber world. Someone will get it. Someone will react and be like, what? I needed this. What? Heavens? Yes. So check it on out even further. Um, you can follow us at iTunes. You know, five-star rating really helps our voice get heard further and further. So please do that also to the Courageous Wellness Women. We're all in this together. So until next time, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug. Peace, love, ciao.